ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan uh, Jonathan Gavoni. This is so perfect. I can't wait for Dan to explain this. Jonathan Gavoni, DraftExpress.com, joins us on the Subway Fresh Take Outline. That was amazing. Stugatz has been afraid of this guy's last name since the beginning of the show. He has not pronounced this guy's name once. Stugatz is the guy who advertises who's coming on Ah. three hours beforehand. Mike Ryan was just pronouncing Gavoni, Gavoni, Gavoni in his headset seconds before we started. Gavoni, Gavoni, Gavoni. And Stugatz messed up Jonathan. It's also my name. That is perfect. Just perfect. I mean, this Gavoni name on our show sheet here has been staring at me since You've been afraid this of afternoon. it all show. Mike Ryan cut up Stugatz introducing Gavoni. I'd like to deflect for a second. That was amazing. I mean, Mike giving me Gavoni, 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 really? Gavoni, Gavoni in my ears Stugatz! made me screw up to Jonathan. Stugatz! He was trying to help you. Unbelievable what you just did there. He was trying to help you because he knew you were scared of his name. For three hours, you've been scared of that name. Is Gavoni there? Jonathan Gavoni with us on ESPN Radio. He's from DraftExpress.com. We don't do a lot of draft talk here on the show, but the draft is coming up in a couple of days. And uh, I guess the the big question is, is it possible, and thank you for joining us, Gavoni, but uh, it's Jonathan. the yeah. big question is, uh, in with the future of the NBA going small, three-pointers, uh, big guy, less relevance, is it, how possible is it that D'Angelo Russell goes before the big guy? I think it would be a major surprise. Um I think the reason why you're seeing so many teams go small to a certain extent is because there aren't that many big guys. So when two really skilled seven-footers like Carl Towns and Julia Okafor come along, I think you're going to see them get snatched up really early. Who's the best player in the draft? Carl Towns, without a question. Um, I was just watching him work out a couple weeks ago in Los Angeles. The most impressive workout I've seen in a long time, probably since Paul George's workout. Um, seven feet tall, incredibly skilled, can shoot it from anywhere on the floor, can handle the ball like a guard as post moves. Um, also was a great shot blocker in college, rebounded, and a great guy on top of everything. He's got all the intangibles, everything you look for. So he's, to me, is a no-brainer at number one. Who would you compare him to? A lot of people like to say Tim Duncan. I don't know if that's necessarily fair, you know, considering that Tim Duncan, one of the best big men to ever play the game of basketball. Um, he, he has a very versatile game, not a lot of weaknesses right now. People say maybe he needs to get a little bit tougher. That's one thing, but he's he can really do a lot of different things. Um, I don't think we saw quite how good he was in his one year at Kentucky. How valid are the criticisms of Okafor's defense? I think they're very valid, but listen, the guy's 19 years old. There are a lot of players who came to the NBA not being great defenders at 19 years old. A lot of players weren't great defenders and didn't come into the NBA until they were 21, 22, and then they went and improved quite a bit. So I think that considering that he, you know, he's 6'11", 7 feet tall with a 7'5 wingspan, he's very mobile, he's an intensive learner, he, I think that he's gonna. I think he's gonna figure out how to be at least an average defender in the NBA. I don't think he's gonna be a liability. What are some of the measurables? Give us some numbers on some guys that you would say 
are impressive. You just hit us with Okafor's wingspan. Is that the biggest wingspan in the draft? Is Willie Cauley-Stein's wingspan? Who's got the biggest wingspan in the draft? Robert Upshaw, a guy who might not even get drafted, has a 7'6 wingspan. He's seven feet tall. He was the number one shot blocker in college basketball this year. He has some off-the-court issues. He was dismissed from two different college programs, and he also had a heart issue that was uncovered recently that's really scaring some teams. He was cleared for it recently, starting to work out, but he is a guy that you might hear his name called in the second round just because of that, you know, that huge upside that, you know, he has kind of a Rudy Gobert-style um, wingspan and standing reach. Who's a guy that Jonathan Givani of DraftExpress.com, who's a guy that everyone believes in that you don't believe in like that? It's a good question. Um, honestly, there's a reason why these guys are being projected as lottery picks. Um, so uh, I think if, the re- if they do fail, the reason is going to be that they were not in put in the right situations. So uh, one guy that might that might be drawing some skepticism from teams that probably is going to be a lottery pick is Kelly Oubre. I'm not necessarily sure I'm on board with, you know, with, with his um, hype. He's uh, he's 6'8", I and mean, he's got great measurables. He's got a 7'2 wingspan. He's athletic. He's got a perfect NBA body. But there's some question marks there about, you know, why was he so unproductive in college? Does he really like basketball? You know, those kind of things. And so his stock has been sliding a little bit as the draft process has moved on. Um, but um, I still think he's going to be a lottery pick when it's all said and done. Who's the best European player in the draft, and where do you think he'll go? So I think the best European player in the draft is Mario Hizonia, who's from six eight wing, kind of a Clay Thompson style shooter, great athlete. He's playing for Barcelona right now during the ACB finals. He had eighteen points in twenty five minutes in game one. They might if they lose tomorrow, his season will be over and he'll be able to come to the draft. Most people would tell you that they have Christophs Porzingis, the seven one Latvian power forward who's just a freak athlete and is a terrific outside shooter. Most people would say they have him ranked as number one i have some question marks about him but those both of those guys are really really talented they're both going to end up being top six or seven draft picks well how many all-stars are there in this draft probably two or three if history is is any guide i would say that towns is probably one of them uh i really like the angelo russell i think he's got a very good chance to be an all-star and i'm also a big hisonia fan so those would probably be my three picks uh, if there were more than that, then this would be a really, really strong draft, which I'm not so sure about that right now. You think Towns is can't miss? No question about it. I mean, he plays on both ends of the floor. He's seven feet tall. I mean, he's got – he really has everything. He's skilled. He's got a feel for the game. He's competitive. If he doesn't make it, it's going to be because of something – um, like an injury or something But it, like it sounds like you believe in Russell more than you do in Okafer. You believe Russell is more can't miss than Okafer. I just think where he, Russell is going to get picked, probably at three by Philly or worst case at Ford in New York, he's going to have such an opportunity to come in from day one and play a, a, a huge role. I would say he's the favorite right now to be Rookie of the Year, which puts him on track to be an all-star um, and with Okafor probably heading to L.A., 
that's not a great fit for his game. Um, you know, him and Julius Randle, it's a little bit of a clunky lineup. And then you throw in the, the Kobe dynamic, too. That's going to take some time to sort out. So, um, I, I honestly, the reason why these guys pan out or don't pan out for the most part is not because they're talented or not talented. It's because of opportunity, situation, um, you know, improvement, development, that kind of thing. Jonathan, we're down in uh, Miami here. The Heat picked 10th. Uh, who do you think they'll end up with? So I have them taking Frank Kaminsky right now. I know that they really want a wing player, but that's it's not really the strength of this draft right now. And I've heard that they've kind of locked in on Kaminsky as uh, you know just a really solid um, power forward center. He was the best player in college basketball this year. He's seven feet tall. He's a terrific ball handler and passer. He's just a really, really solid all-around player. He's 22 years old, so he maybe doesn't have the same upside. As, as some of the you know the one and done guys, but I'm a big Kaminsky fan. I think he's going to be a great player in the NBA, and I think Miami will be a really good fit for him. DraftExpress.com. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, here is Stugatz. I, I mean, it was this was amazing to watch. It was Man. amazing to watch it in real time. Everybody was roaring with laughter here. Mm. Stugatz was afraid of this dude's name. Mm-hmm. I want. I'm going to set the scene for everybody in our audience. His last name. Stugatz was afraid of Gavani's last name. All show. All show. He would say Mark Stein coming up, Ron McGill, Robert Smith. He would not advertise that Jonathan Gavani was coming on with us. I've never seen Mike Ryan do this in 10 years doing this, trying to help Stugatz. He was just repeating in his headset nonstop, Stugatz, Gavani, Gavani, Gavani. Mike, how many times did you say it? How many times did you say Gavani? Four times. Gavani, 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 Gavani. And so here's how it came out on air. Jonathan, uh, <laughs> Jonathan, uh, nailed it. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, uh, 